Welcome to Business Magic with Maggie Gila, making your business feel and work like magic for you and those you want to impact. Turns out you don't need a wand, you need a strategy. Welcome to the mini-series inside the Business Magic Podcast, Money Talk, where I invite a successful entrepreneur to have a casual conversation together about all things money. Why? Because we need to normalize talking about money, from revenue to profit to paying yourself to making smarter and bigger financial decisions. We need to have and to listen to these conversations. So let's dive right in. Today, I'm here with my good friend, Molly Pittman. Molly. Hey, Maggie. Thanks for having me. What's up, everybody? Uh, Yeah, my name's Molly Pittman. I'm the CEO of Smart Marketer, and I've spent the last 10 or so years basically helping people like you grow your business. So uh, we teach digital strategy, business strategy for really all business types, um, but definitely service-based, info, e-commerce, um, you know, even local business folks out there. So yeah, happy to be here. I also live in Holland. So uh, yeah, Maggie and I have become great friends and thanks for having me. I just moved yesterday. So I've got a cool new background, but I'm on my phone. Sorry if it's a little shaky. <laughs> I don't have my setup yet. <laughs> You've got a great backdrop, so it's all good. Um, so right. the idea for this conversation, I'm going to move my microphone because I'm screaming here. <laughs> um, so the idea for this conversation happened when um, I posted a couple of weeks ago about having some pretty big months in a business while not working too hard. I think I said I had a 16K month in May and I had a 10K month in June. Although I basically took a lot of June off, I still made 10K. So we were talking in the group about, you know, revenue streams and profit and this big kind of, mm-hmm. well, this almost a big discussion. This discussion started happening about launch numbers, profit, revenue, paying yourself longevity. And Molly Molly was just like, we need to talk about this. (laughs) The conversations we have together, we need to put them more public now. So here we are. Yeah, I love talking about this because um, it's really a mindset thing. As we talked about last week, Manu, like as most of business is, um, and happy to dive into it any way that you want to, Maggie. But yeah, I thought I, I saw that in the group and specifically, I think we were talking about or someone was talking about like launches specifically, mm-hmm. which are, of course are big in the information space. And the fact that, um, you know, gurus and influencers say like, I had this seven figure launch or I had a million dollar launch, but they don't share the profit or the actual expenses, which Um, I totally get, first off, that um, especially in the marketing industry, there's a huge issue where um, most headlines that you see or email subject lines are about how many figures someone's making or how much money they made. Um, And, you know, that can be kind of intimidating sometimes, especially when you don't see behind the scenes of like how much profit did they actually take home, right? Um, but I also know that this is part of a much larger discussion really about business growth. So, uh, yeah, happy to be here, Maggie, and take questions or whatever is easiest for you guys. Yeah, I have um, Facebook, the Facebook Live open here. So if there are questions and comments, there's cool. a bunch of people sending us hearts and saying hi, which is nice. Oh, uh, love you guys. If you loved. Um, yeah. <laughs> one of the big things that we talked about, and I've actually had this, I experienced this personally recently 
So I've done like some micro launches recently. I sold a $27 product in, I think that was April. And then I sold a course of $350 in May. Mm. And I realized very like two weeks ago, very recently, that half the people who bought my $350 product had previously bought my $27 product. So when you think about those launches, although I'm talking about much smaller numbers here than seven figures, but that doesn't matter because you start somewhere, right? Same mindset. Um, Yeah, it's the same concept. I made, you know, $1,500 from the original product, but from the people who bought, multiple people then hired me one-on-one or joined my mastermind or then went on to buy my next product as well. So the customer longevity, the revenue yeah. I have per customer. Yeah, is that lifetime longer. value is yeah. just increasing every month. <laughs> Do you want to talk more about that? Because I know you have some thoughts yeah, in relation to the, yeah, the big launches. And, and, and this is the, the big mindset that I wanted to talk to you guys about. So first off, you know, we're in business for multiple reasons, one of them being to make money. So I'm not telling you guys that the goal is not to make money. Definitely read the book Profit First. I absolutely believe in paying yourself. Like that's something that is very important. Um, And if you aren't paying yourself enough and you have the means to, you know, sometimes that can have other psychological effects that we can talk about um, uh, another day. But um, I, I really wanted to discuss this idea of let's assume you're already paying yourself, right? Like that, that's aside, no arguments there. But the idea of business growth and, um, you know, really in relation to, to profit. And it's smart to have target profit margins that you're wanting to hit. Those are going to change depending on the business. But uh, really what's important to understand, if you want true growth or scale in your business, especially for those of you not selling services, because I know that scale, scale is just a bit different where scale for service providers usually looks like hiring more people, just a little different of a ball game when, you know, you're, you're B2B strictly selling services. Um, But especially for those of you guys that are selling information, that are selling group coaching, Mm -hmm. that are selling um, anything that is more scalable, like a lot of these launches that we're talking about, The name of the game is not always profit. And especially so um, I was an intern at a company called Digital Marketer, worked my way up to VP. Now I'm working at Smart Marketer. These are two very similar businesses. They're very much information businesses. We make our money through info products, low dollar. I mean, anything from seven bucks to (laughs) 3000. We have a mastermind. So um, I, I really know this in my bones that especially for those types of businesses and for those of you guys that are e-com and selling physical products, the name of the game isn't always revenue, right? So we look at these big launches, like we'll have a launch next month. And of course we have revenue goals. Of course there's a certain amount of money that I would like to put in my pocket from that particular launch. But there are other goals that are actually more important for us to grow our business. And a lot of this is you know, you hear you have to spend money to make money, which isn't always true. Oh my God, um, this is a whole other, I just, that's a whole other I'm going to interject here because there was this like massive discussion. I just like that made my blood boil yesterday about business coaches and everyone was like, um, it was about, uh, should you spend money you don't have on a business coach? And I was just like, oh my God, no. Like, unless, you know, you're a super experienced business owner already and you know what the debt 
will do and you're doing that smartly, which like most people are not, yeah. you know, but, and everyone's talking about, oh, it's an investment. And what if you could make X amount? What, after, but I'm like, there is no guarantee. And then everyone was like, oh, but business itself is a risk. I'm like, no, yeah, exactly. No. Yeah. That's, that's definitely Sorry, not continue. what I'm, no, that's <laughs> definitely not what I'm telling you guys to do, but it is important to understand, like when it comes down to it, there are really three important ways to grow a business. So you're either going to acquire more customers, right? To buy more things. You're either number two, going to get the customers that you already have to buy more stuff, which you're starting to experience Maggie, or you're generating leads and awareness at the top of the funnel to get more people into a place to where they would want to become a customer. So a lot of times with these launches, again, there is, you know, a certain amount of money that I hope to make, but usually the goal is more in the areas that I was just discussing and the acquisition of new attention, new leads and new customers for your brand. Because a lot of times, well, all the time, that is what is going to provide that exponential growth for months and years to come. So for example, um, every month with Smart Marketer, you know, we buy a lot of Facebook ads. That's not the only way to spend money. You know, a lot of people do affiliate marketing through launches, right, and pay other people to send them customers. So this can be done in, in lots of different ways. But every month, we set aside about 20% of our top line revenue that we dedicate to spending money on ads and acquiring leads because we know that if the email list is growing, you know, let's say maybe 10,000 people a month, which is very exciting for us, then the next promotion that we run next month, the next launch that we do, it's going to be bigger, right? Because we are investing in the acquisition of new people to essentially, you know, that, that might be a part of our market that are interested in becoming a lead or a customer. So it's important when you're thinking about these launches, right, or, or really anything in business, the goal is not always profit. So when I see like, oh, there was this launch, but, you know, they don't talk about how much money they spent. Well, number one, they don't really have to. Number two, in that situation, like you have a launch, a launch is, I call it a selling machine. It's something that if it's working, like your micro launch, Maggie, you're going to keep doing it because you know that there's something about that journey that turns someone from kind of interested or even uninterested in you into a customer. But with something like a launch, you have a finite time that that is going to happen, right? You've got a few weeks or however long this is happening. So for me, if I was looking at it, let's say you were planning to do a million dollars, right? Like let's just use big fun numbers on this launch. And Maggie, you came to me and you said, Molly, like this is doing really well. You know, I'm buying traffic or I'm using affiliate marketing. And, you know, I am, for example, let's say you're selling a product for $1,000. It's costing me like $1,000 to acquire a customer. There is no immediate profit here for me in the acquisition of these new people into my brand. Well, I would tell you during that launch, if you had access to the cash flow or the credit card uh, balance or, you know, whatever, if you had access to the ability to continue to spend that money or to have more affiliate traffic coming in, you absolutely should do that all day, every day. Even if it was, even if you said, Molly, 
you know, I'm acquiring customers for $1,500 and they're only spending $1,000 with me here, but I know that X percentage of them will become a one-on-one client or buy another product in the future. I would tell you, Maggie, you need to gobble up and spend as much as you can right now while still being aware of the the money that you need, right? Um, But gobble up as many people as you can right now because that's what's going to exponentially grow your business in the future, just like you're seeing now in your business, Maggie. So anyways, I just think it's so important to keep that in mind, guys, because I think a lot of people would take the other approach, right? It's like, oh, I want to max the profit and the amount of money I'm able to put in my pocket from this launch. So I would rather not spend money on ads or I would rather, for example, not do affiliate marketing because, you know, average affiliate payouts like 50 ish percent nowadays. So why would I sell my product and give half of it to somebody else? And the reason for that is that it's not about the right now. You know, it's about the later. It's about, wow, anytime you can acquire a customer for break even, you are absolutely good to go. Because in a year, Maggie, like once you adopt this mindset, that looks not only does your bottom line or or your top line look different, both of them, um, uh, which are really the same thing. But in a year, you look at it and you're like, Molly, my email list right now is a thousand people. Now it's 20,000 people. So when I run a promotion or when I do something, it's just exponentially larger because I focused on reinvesting back in the business to bring more people into my ecosystem. So anyways, kind of a rabbit hole, but I think this is just really important for everybody to understand, especially those of you selling info, e-commerce, anything that's very like um, direct to consumer or that, you know, when you're selling services, this mindset can be a bit tougher, but it is the same, you know, Um, Joanna from Gift Designs who built my very first website, guess what? I've had her build five or six websites now, you know, <laughs> like, even though that's a high ticket service based offer, um, you know, that I have my, my lifetime value with her is very high. Right? <laughs> and so for her, it would have been worth paying whether it's time or money in that first interaction with me, you know, paying to acquire that customer if she needed to being willing to not make a lot of money on the front end because she knows that that's going to come later in the business. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I think here's the difficulty a lot of people have with it because this is the difficulty I had until I started seeing the evidence of this. Mm -hmm. Right. So when I started, when I ran my first event, I think that was two and a half years ago. It was in my living room in the Netherlands in my socks. (laughs) Let me just try this thing. Let me see. It turns up. And we had 17 people come from all across, like actually all across Europe, including New Jersey and Vancouver Island. Yeah. Which is really cool. And the funny thing is, and from that event, I was like quite disappointed because, well, one, I lost money because I spent too much. I I bought like macaroons (laughs) and like all these fancy desserts. (laughs) (laughs) That was just for me. Um, (laughs) So I I lost a couple hundred dollars because I spent too much on food and da da da. And then I was like, oh, but no one's hired me like the week after. Damn it. You know? What the hell? But now it's um, two and a half years later. And I'm like, well, one of the women who came to that event is actually coming to my invite only retreat in Tuscany next year, my powerhouse retreat from that room. Like multiple people have hired me, joined my mastermind, joined my programs. Um, I mean, you are so ROI positive on that event. (laughs) Yeah. But at the time 
you know, the first couple of months after I was just like, oh my God, they're all such a waste of time and money, da, da, da. And only, and then I, I started like really looking for the evidence of that return. And I, like, I talk about like business karma, Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. like, just because, you know, we have a virtual coffee or I help you out with like no expectations of anything in return. But I also know that that tends to come back to me that I get referrals mm-hmm. or resources. Yes. So I think what you're talking about, like I completely agree with you, obviously, but I do think you have to have a certain amount of your own evidence of data of experience yeah. that, you know, your product works. Right. Yeah. I mean, you definitely have to have proof of concept first, right? Like if you're just starting in your business and you don't know exactly what you sell, who you sell it to, um, yeah, of course you're, you're in a a bit of a different place. Um, but if you do have proof of concept and you do have at least one product that you know, people want, it is time to start adapting this mindset. And a lot of it too is thinking about your marketing guys, you know, like Maggie, what you're talking about having women to your home, I mean, that is so personal. And of course, those relationships are, you know, going to help over years to come. But what if we're like selling makeup or a class? You know, I do a free seven-day Facebook class. We're always running ads to this free seven-day Facebook class to people who have never heard of me before, um, and they're opting in for this free class. Well, I'm not making money on that. You know, leads cost about $5 a piece on Facebook for this offer. We are not initially making any money on that at all, but that is my sit down in the living room and get to know you like yours, you know, like let's, uh, here's who I am. Let me give you a lot of value first, build credibility. And then of course the funnel, the email follow-up, the retargeting ads, all of that are built to convert them into a customer. But guess what? Some people don't, you know, we've been running that offer for a year and there are people, Maggie, that are coming back to me now hey, I went through that free seven-day class last year, and guess what? Now I'm ready to sign up for a product. So, you know, the example that you're using, it's the same no matter what you're selling. I mean, even with us selling makeup, we have a brand called Boom by Cindy Joseph, you guys might find interesting. But even with makeup, Maggie, you know, like we know, okay, our average order value, on average, people spend about 100 bucks when they come to our site. So we are willing to spend up to $100 to give Facebook, to give Google, to give YouTube, to give an affiliate for that customer because we know the lifetime value is three or four times that and that we have the follow-up systems in place so that they'll – and the product's good. Like you said, like they, they want to come back and buy. So you know what I think is so interesting and, you know, is and we're technically in the same industry, but at the same time, not really. Yeah, Yeah. true. Yeah, we talk a lot about the same stuff, just to different folks. Just to different people. Um, And in the kind of circles I'm in, Facebook ads are always seen as really negative. It's like a mark of honor that, oh, I did this launch without using Facebook ads, right? Oh, that makes me sad, y'all. I know. like, if the launch worked without ads, ads are not, ads are just amplification of something right? It's just paying to get in front of more people. That's yeah. It. 
But there's, I'm not sure why that is. Like, it's seen as sleazy. It's seen as pushy. I think it's also because um, people don't know enough um, about good Facebook ads and that kind of longer-term lead generation process that you've yep. been talking about. So when I, like, no one knows me, and then I spend, you know, $100 on promoting my product to people who don't know me, Yes. of course it's not going to work because you don't <laughs> know me. I'm proposing to you, like, on yeah. our Tinder thingy like match up what do you call it match maybe I don't know (laughs) like we connect on tinder and I propose to you like that's basically what you're doing um and and if you're looking at like longevity of revenue this is like I, I feel this is such an important part of looking at like how are you generating leads how are you constantly creating new customers and new audience in a way that's like I had a client come to me last week and like, you know, is the only way for me to get new clients just posting in Facebook groups and like trying to get clients there. I was just like, no, <laughs> no, no, that's not, no, no. <laughs> and the good news is if your all's offers are working without ads, wonderful. Like ads will only fuel the fire. But like you're saying, Maggie, it's not, Hey, nice to meet me or nice to meet you. I'm Molly by my course. Like that's <laughs> definitely not uh, for any business going to work. And I'll just run through some really quick examples for you guys. I mean, for smart marketer, if you guys Googled Facebook ad library, Facebook has a library where you can go and look, type in a Facebook page and look at all of the active ads from that brand. So if you typed in Molly Pittman or my business partner, Ezra Firestone, you guys would see these ads and you'll notice that every single ad is going to something that's free, right? Either a free article or a free video. We've got tons of of free classes that we offer for our makeup brand. Most of our traffic, most of our ads go to what we call a pre-sale article, five makeup tips for women over the age of 50 that then pitches our product. For our software brand, we lead with free webinars, you know, blog posts, everything. So, you know, it's uh, the, the ad thing, number one, I definitely don't think it's a badge of honor to not run ads because that's just, in my opinion, a bad business move um, if you know what you're doing because that's where growth is going to come from. But um, it is really important to understand what we would call like a cold traffic offer. So, you know, ads aren't just about the ads. There needs to be a whole customer journey there like you're talking about, Maggie. Yeah, it's, yeah, well, I'm just going (laughs) to agree with you. Yeah, but... Do we have any well, questions? Really, Sorry. And really quick, Maggie, like a good, a good thing for you guys to know. So all of those ads that you guys see that we're running, we still have a two return on ad spend. Like I, I just had a meeting yesterday. Um, we still are making our money back times two on those ads. So even though they are going to free courses, they're going to blog posts, et cetera, they are built to sell a product, right? So they're still making money. But for us, it's way more about, wow, now our email list every day is growing thousands. Our website traffic, you know, I look at how many people do we have pixeled? How many people can we retarget? That's growing a lot every day. Our Facebook, Instagram followers, I mean, everything grows as a result of this. So, you know, it's not like we're just, hey, let's cut off 20% of our revenue and blow this on ads. Like we're, we're still making money on this, but the goal of those ads is not, wow, I want a 10 return on ad spend or I want to make this crazy amount of money. That's not their goal. That's not yeah. their job. 
their job is to bring people um, into the business at least at break even. Holy crap, that's exciting, right? And then we know everything else after that is what we call free money, you know? <laughs> so Patty has a question. She is one of my amazing clients. She Patty. says, some say you have to spend thousands first in order, to, in order for ads to start working. What's your take on this, Molly? Yeah, I mean, you might need to look like it's different for everybody because, um, you know, ads aren't as simple as I'm going to give Facebook this amount of money, tell them that where I want to send traffic and it's just going to work, right? Like it's the marketing behind it that makes it work. It's not Facebook, right? Uh, th this isn't like a magical machine and it's so different for every single brand. I have students that can get proof of concept, which for us is breaking even, you know, like making as much back as they spent while still acquiring all of, um, you know, the customers' leads and goodness that we've been talking about. You know, they're able to figure that out with the first $500 spent. Some people, especially folks that are selling physical products that can be a little harder to sell, it might take thousands of dollars of testing before they figure out what works. But I mean, you can start with Facebook ads with as little as like five bucks a day. Yeah. So, you know, the journey is very different for everybody. And most of it, it all goes back to the marketing, right? It, yeah. it all and goes back to the offer, avatar, targeting, copy, creative. Like, that's it. And the thing is, yeah. like, for me, I don't have an automated Facebook lead gen system yet. But that's something that will be will. soon. Micro. Yes. But I have like just, I have my pixel set up and I've done retargeting ads. You know, I spent like maybe 100 euros or 150 euros during a launch, which is really like not a big amount of money. And the amount of the sales I get is helpful, but also the amount of people who said, oh my God, I've been seeing your ad everywhere. I can't join for whatever reason, but I've been seeing it. To me, I'm like, awesome. That's just proof. All right. We have time yeah. for one last question because I have to go from mastermind call. Of <laughs> uh, Rashina, she says, really loving this money chat. What's your perspective on LinkedIn outbound, outbound connections versus Facebook ads? Ooh, okay. Well, <clears throat> they're different. Obviously, LinkedIn, people are on LinkedIn for more of B2B purposes. Uh, number one, guys, don't do LinkedIn ads. They're super expensive and the ad platform is just not great. But if you're looking at, I think you said, outbound connections, I mean, I would always go with the ability to buy ads over something more organic and manual like you're talking about here because it's more predictable and it's more scalable. So, um, yeah, I mean, Facebook ads all day. Now, that said, if the LinkedIn stuff is working for you, don't stop doing it. You know, like, don't stop doing it just because I'm telling you to go this other direction. But I'm just saying Facebook ads from the stance of, they're way more scalable, predictable. I mean, it's, it's not as automated. One caveat, though, with LinkedIn, you obviously are going to get a lot more targeting options in regards to job title. So if you need to reach someone super specific, like, I don't know, random job title, then maybe go to LinkedIn. But even Facebook has job title targeting, right? So that's the only reason I would tell you to go more LinkedIn is if you're trying to find like the director of, you know, <laughs> something very random. Um, but otherwise, yeah, Facebook ads all the way. I think you hit on both, both. If, if the LinkedIn stuff's working for you, do both. <laughs> I think you've hit on something really critical here. Um, if you find something that works, <laughs> keep doing it. Mm -hmm. 
like I, I feel like seriously we business growth is literally you experiment and as you experiment you're like cool that thing seems to be working let me focus on that all right yep. i do have to wrap up now guys of course. So if you have any questions comments just feel free to tag me or molly here in the chat we're going to come back and check all the comments and answer molly thank you so much for this yeah. short but Thanks, intense guys. conversation and bosses uh, in europe uh, and everywhere <laughs> bosses in europe and beyond <laughs> thanks guys good to chat bye next bye Hey, hey, thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe so you never miss new episodes. And if you have a business bestie who needs to hear this message, go share this with them. See you in the next one. Love and magic, Maggie.